You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. understanding and you'll cause your word to be purposeful towards us. We submit ourselves to your word that every wickedness naughtiness goes by the power of your word. We are washed in the name of Jesus. Ah, there shall be no inaccuracies. The word shall come with light and illumination. We receive from you, although we hear the voice of a man. We thank you and we bless you for edification in your glorification. In Jesus' name, amen. Kindly take your seats. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take your notebook, your Bible. Let's get ready to study. We're still on God's winning team. And this is the part six. God's winning team, part six. We are now looking at Team Paul. God's winning team. And we are looking at Tim Paul. So we know by now that anytime you see God's winning team, it is led by a man. So God will choose a man. We also know that God gives gifts and enables us with the power and also with the character to be able to do the work that he has called us to do. We have seen the processes, the procedures, and how people would have to yield themselves with all that they have been giving to be able to do this work and do it very well to the glory of his name. Realize that they are selfless people and they are people who give their all and they see to it that nothing is about them but it's about the team 
And it's about what God wants done. Praise God. You should be listening and listening and listening and listening and listening. So you can pattern your life after it. So we have Tim Carries right here. Praise God. And as we keep talking, you assess yourself as to how you are doing in the team. Don't you think so? All right. Okay. There can always be an upgrade, no matter how well you're doing. Is that okay? Yes. And also know that it is not just for you. As you are learning, you are, you are learning to teach others. Because very soon, if you're not discipling already, you'll be discipling somebody. So that they can also fall in line and have a good understanding. Is that very clear? Thank you. God's winning team at six. We saw Apostle Paul commending a young man who he calls his son, who was part of the team. His name is Timothy. Philippians 2, 19 to 24. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. I have no one, for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. Are you here with me? So Apostle Paul was actually defining the kind of people that were also present in the team. He said that there are people that seek their own. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. But then he goes ahead once again to say, but you know his proving character. That as a son with his father, he served me with me in the gospel. So what we are serving is in the gospel. Praise God. See, it is in the business of the gospel. Say it like you mean it. Say, it is in the business of the gospel. So it's, it's, it's a gospel. You see, like the way a soccer team, this will be a gospel team. Everything is about what? The gospel. With a soccer team, everything is about what? Football. It's about soccer. All right. So you must understand. That's why when you come to church and you're expecting to hear a message on other things, you are failing. Because, you see, the reason why we are gathered here is because of what? The gospel. So the team is all about what? The gospel. It's all about the gospel. It's all about the gospel. Served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once. As soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself 
shall also come shortly. So we see Apostle Paul commending this wonderful young man and telling us how much he's so dear to him, so priceless to him. Why? Because he doesn't seek his own and his mind and heart is full of ministry to do the work of the gospel. May that be said about you. May I boldly say this about you. Praise God. That I know this young man. That I know this young woman. He has served with me in the gospel. I know everybody else thinks about themselves. But this young man, this young woman is different. Is different. Praise God. Well, I dare say that if you want to be different, be different in this way. Yes. You see, when we talk about daring to be different, what we are actually talking about is this is actually the ideal. This is the common ground all of us should be playing. But because many have still not understood, you can stand out in the midst of them and be different. When the world says be different, they are talking about exclusivity. When we are saying be different, then we are talking about what the world is and what you are not. Are you understanding it? Good. Look at 25. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus. Look at how he mentioned him. My, my what? My brother, fellow worker and fellow Soldier. Oh, God. So you see how people can work with you to a certain point and you so see their zealousness, their loyalty, their joy and everything that even though you are a senior, you call them brother. Because this thing now is so with us that we are brothers. We are brothers. We are brothers and sisters. I, I can see this guy as he now understands we are family. We are working together. We are in this together. We are fellows in this ship together. And then he says, my fellow soldier, my fellow comrade. What, what, before somebody would tell you are my fellow soldier, then he's actually seeing that there are battles and you are fighting together with him. So he would use it, my fellow soldier. Can we say that about you in the team? When we are fighting, do you fight with us? Are, are you ready to run with us? Abaye. We 
are you? You chicken out? The moment there's trouble. So, as for me, I'm not part of. It's them. <laughs> My fellow soldier. Now, look at what he is to Paul. And look at what he is to the congregation. And to the people. But your messenger. Your messenger, he has become boy boy. Now, so I've told you that our shining is actually is in the level of our servitude. When we say a Christian is shining, it's not <laughs> wealth and I don't want to use that name. Did I mention it? <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. Actually, they, they, you can see them flashy. And, and when they are passing like that, you see dollars falling. Actually, he's shining. No. Our shining is in the level of our service. And that's why they are being Commended, the one who ministered to my need. I won't say much. He ministered to my need. So, did you see Epaphras when he was praying, laboring, Colossians 4.12, right? Hmm? Did you see him? Do you see what he's doing here too? So he, he, he asked for me, I'm a kingdom financier. Then he'll put his hand in his pocket. Because he ministers to the need of a man of God. The need here is physical need. It's physical. As a matter of fact, financial need. And other things, material needs. It's physical. Yet, we saw him laboring in prayer. And he was not laboring for himself. Colossians 4.12. He was laboring that the people shall be perfect in the will of God. The church does not need donors. The church needs soldiers. Who are also givers. As a matter of fact, they are giving their life. And if they are giving their life, will money be something they can give? Oh. No. 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 Look at what he says. Can we go ahead? Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Can you feel the passion at all? Can you feel a passion? 
since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed, he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but also on me. Do you understand what he's saying? Are you sure you understand it? What is he trying to say? I can't, this guy cannot die. He's so useful to me in the team that if this guy dies, there's trouble for me. So I thank God that he had mercy on him, sparing his life and making sure he lived for my sake and for the sake of the ministry. Do you remember when Dorcas died? And the people said, no way. And it forced Peter to pray for Dorcas, for Dorcas to be resurrected. There are certain people in the team, you can't lose them. You, you can't lose them. And you can actually invoke and provoke so much out of God because of them. And the point is, because they are useful to the ministry, God will do it. And your faith will be built to do it. You need them. You need them. Look at what he say. Lest I should what? I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice. And I may be less what? Sorrowful. You see, when you are reading this, you must actually look at the philosophy, the mindset behind it. Can you see that when Apostle Paul is also speaking, he's not just talking about himself. He was actually interacting between Epaphroditus' a, a, a importance to himself and also to the people. So it is not a selfish thing. Are you getting the point? The reason why he actually is so much in love with Epaphroditus, his loyalty is not because of just him, Paul, but because of the service he renders to the people. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness. And look at what he says. Everybody read it. Go. And hold such men in what? In esteem. Hold such men in esteem. 
hold such men in esteem. Hold them in esteem. And read the reason. He tells us the reason why everybody go. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service towards me. So the sickness was not because he was pursuing things concerning himself. <laughs> no. The sickness was because of ministry. Because of the gospel. He was close to death for the sake of ministry. We're going to read the whole of Romans 16. Because Romans 16, Apostle Paul dedicated it to all the workers, the, the team of the Roman church. He started from verse 1. Let's all read, go. I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant? So can you see that every time the reference is not who is the king of the church? Each time we see the word servant, true or false, servant of the church in Crenshaw, that you may receive her in the Lord in the manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you for indeed she has been a helper of many and of myself also <laughs> greet priscilla and aquila again my word fellow workers in Christ Jesus, what did they do? Go. Who risked their own necks for my life? Hey. To whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. You see, when Paul talks about for my life, it is not in reference to anything personal. It's all because of what? The gospel. <laughs> for the gospel. Yeah. We are not worshiping Christ though. We come to Christ and we worship our 
themselves. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. <laughs> greet my beloved Epanitus, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. Do you understand that? Okay. What's the meaning? Hmm? Convert. Beautiful. Greet Mary who labored much for us. Greet Adronicus and Junior, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Can you see people who are serving what he say? even the apostles know these people. And they are serving and they don't need anybody's accolades. They are serving. They are serving. With everything in them, they are serving. And they were there even before he came. Yet, they were ready to serve him. Hi. Great umpires, my beloved in the Lord, great Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and stakes. My beloved, greet Apollos approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus. You like the names. <laughs> greet Herodion, my countryman. Greet those who are of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tri Tryphena and Tryphosa, who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Can you see? It's just laboring. Who are enjoying in the Lord. Who are making so much money in the Lord. <laughs> hey, we come to about 99% of the churches in the world will be failing. Seriously. Because the kinds of things we glory about. And we glory in. Watch this. All that he's talking about. They are laboring. What are they using to do? Is money not included? <laughs> but the focus is not on the money. What is it is that. My life and all I have, I am using it to labor for Christ.
Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Can you, can you get the connection here? See what, what Christ referred to. Huh? Your mothers will be against you. Your fathers will be, He will give you mothers in Christ. Paul says, his, his mother has become my mother. Is that very clear? Yeah, like a mother to me. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermas, Patrobus, Hermes, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Philologus and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with the holy keys. Hey. It's a culture, not the one you are thinking about. The churches of Christ greet you. Look at 17. Everybody go. Now I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Can you see? After commending the team who are doing the work, he now gives a disclaimer. There are people who are on board, but they are not with the team. <laughs> what shows they are not with the team? They cause divisions and offenses. And they actually speak contrary to what? The doctrine. They teach contrary to the doctrine. Which you have learned. He said, do what? Avoid them. He tells us why they are doing what they are doing. Everybody go. For those who are such. Do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ. But their own what? But their own word, Musue, their own belly. Stomach direction. You know there are people in the team, everybody knows. The moment the, foot, the ball comes, stomach direction. There are people who are spiritually... In their team like that. They always play stomach direction. You come, oh. I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your house. When they come. The kinds of things they, they, they come to say. They want small money. Oh. Stomach direction. Oh, pastor, the things he's teaching. Oh, don't mind him. Charlie. Stomach direction. <laughs> Stomach. Stomach direction. Yeah. Stomach. Because of their belly. Oh, Charlie, this guy, he doesn't like you. They cause divisions. Just because of their stomach. 
He doesn't like you. The kinds of things he said about you, you have no idea. If you knew, you would not sit beside I don't even know why you sit beside me in church every time. Every time you are sitting, you don't know what this guy, this guy is with you. <laughs> and then you too, hey, hey, take it. When he finishes, no, Charlie, I'm going. But today, Okay, so what it is is whatever I say, pay me. <laughs> it's true, pay me. So no, I'm not going. Stomach direction. It caused division. And that's why he said, by smooth words and what? Flattering speech deceive their hearts. Do you know when he says simple? Do you know the simple? Shallow. Minded believers. Believers who are not deep in the word. They can easily fall for this. Yeah. They can easily fall for this. Please listen to me. I beg you by the message of God. When I'm talking about these things, I want you to take them seriously. It can lead you to your grave. I'm not joking. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm saying this with tears in my eyes. It can lead you to your grave. It can lead you. That's why he said, avoid them. He didn't say, don't listen to men. And and when they finish, say no. He says, do what? Avoid. avoid. And the word avoid is avoid. <laughs> Don't allow them to even talk. Don't let a little drop into your ears. Not joking. He commends the Roman church and he commends the team. He says what? Everybody go. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple. Concerning. So your simplicity should be concerning evil. When it comes to evil, be (laughs) shallow-minded. Don't be matured in doing evil. You know how we say it in the world? Oh, I can, oh, man, my trouble, I can show you. Oh, but beat you, maybe I don't know. Yeah, you want to say that you are mature in doing what? Evil. I'll teach you, you outsmart them one time. Don't be a Christian 
who says such things concerning evil? No. It's not part of your nature. Yeah. It's not. Don't flaunt and boast with evil. Yeah. Don't. Don't. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. What it means is that you will win room for Jesus. Ah, are you getting the point? Yes. And the team will remain solid. The team cannot be divided. So please check the context. Uh-huh. So you can interpret these things by the context he's speaking for. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So the be there, you can see it's in italics. Yeah. Why? Because that's not in the original Greek. What it means is that the grace of Christ is with you. Is that very clear? Yes. The grace of Christ is what? Is with you. Because it's already with you. Let's look at 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. Are you learning something? 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. Now, he will tell us whether he finished well. You know, all of them, we are told whether they finished well, whether the team did well, whether the team succeeded. Okay? And surely they will receive their crown. So he said, everybody go. I have fought a good fight. I have finished. Please, watch this. Anytime you see this word, watch it too. I have finished my, if you went to school, you understand course. You have finished your course. You have finished the syllabus well. Listen, learn this. Anytime you are coming to church, don't put something before you and say, oh, when I come, pastor should speak about this. Because we don't come here to speak about you. We come here to speak about who? Christ. When you are going to school and you are following a syllabus, do you say that the teacher should speak about you? No, the teacher speaks about the job you are going to get in the future. He teaches you the syllabus. As you learn the syllabus, you are trained for the future course, the future job. Is that not it? Yes. So you see, when you come to church, I'll be speaking something sometimes about things that you think you don't need now. It is training you. For the journey of the faith. For the journey of the faith. (laughs) It is when you get to the field. Of your job. That's when you realize that what the teacher taught. 
had a connection with your job, but you had no idea. <laughs> but when he was teaching you, you were saying, ah, but one plus one, two. If you are a more color woman, and you now go to the market, and now you have to add one plus one, then you will see the relevance of your mass teacher. So when you say, I don't like mass, Now, somebody would have to be counting your money. Somebody said reading your money. Somebody would have to be reading your money for you. And they would do good justice. <laughs> I, am I making sense? All right. So, don't be those people who anytime, and that's how we have been trained. So, they come to, oh, but... Today, church was not sweet. So, ah, but why did he, because he didn't say anything about me. <laughs> and the day too, he speaks. And the thing cheese you. Pastor is talking about me. Oh, my word. So, I have finished my course. Everybody say course. Now, he said, I have kept what? The faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but to all of them also that love his appearing. Glory. Glory. The appearing that some are afraid. He says, if you are a child of God, you are a saint, you must love his word appearing. What he means is that you are doing your work well. You're doing your work what? Well. So, do we all agree that Tim Paul did the job? He did the job. I'm going to show you a certain people that would always be in the team. And I'm going to start from Noah through. That you should not be. That you must always also be aware of and make sure you check them in the team and you handle them with a lot of wisdom. Because whether we like it or not, you would have one or two in the team. Is that very clear? Yes. Genesis 9, 20 to 24. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. 
Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent and hum, hum, the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. Never be like harm in the team. Ham personifies those in the team that are close to you and yet they want to expose the secrets of team members, their leader, and expose their nakedness. And with Ham, the day you commit an error or you find yourself in the simple in the sinful situation. They will tell everyone of your weakness, and they would expose you to ridicules. But you saw the other two in the team. When they were rather told, they came, and they actually turned in such a way that they would cover their father and not look on his nakedness. <laughs> yeah. May you never be harmed. The next is Korah. Korah, he was in Timosis, number 16, 1-3. Now Korah, the son of Isaac, son of Kohath, son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, and on the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men, watch this, men of renown. Do you understand it? Men of renown, they are men that have been made powerful. And they are men that everybody knew they had influence. And so the people in the team that can become power blocks in the team. They have been given leadership roles. And so everybody knows them. And they use that as an advantage for themselves. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, Watch what they said. 
you take too much upon yourselves. For all the congregation is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Now, watch this. When we say that you are holy, people say you are not holy. Can you see that they knew that they were holy? Can you see that? Oh, no. Can you see that? What he's saying is a fact. <laughs> that, yes, true. Each one of the congregation members are holy because the Lord himself has pronounced them what? Holy. What is holiness? Set apart. So they have been set apart for the, the whole of Israel. So it's true. But true that they have been made holy. But they are not the leader of the team. You can't usurp authority. Jesus has made you holy. But you are not Jesus. <laughs> you are not Jesus. You are not Jesus. So they pretend they were working with him. But the moment God began to raise Moses, you see what they said? You are exalting yourself what? Above. They begin to challenge the influence of the leader and challenge authority. They are actually have issues when they see others acknowledging you and acknowledging your authority. They are the Korah people. They divide the team. They rise against the team. See, I will never be Korah. Achan, the team Joshua, you have them in everything. But the children of Israel committed a trespass, Joshua 7, 1 and 20. They committed a trespass regarding the accursed things for Achan, the son of Kami. Achan actually means one who troubles. Son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Twenty. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And they were, and, and they are, there, hidden in the earth, in the midst of my tent, with the silver and I ate. 
Achan. When they went for battle, and God told them clearly that that was their first, it actually, what it represents is the first fruit that you give glory to God and not for yourself. Because they were now entering into Canaan. Okay, and that's how they broke through into Canaan, which normally it represents and typifies us breaking through. Yeah, are you understanding? Into Christ. Is that, is that very clear? The promised land, yes. So, so that's the typification. So what it means is that they were not to take anything from the spoil. He can say no way. He loves that way. Why? All of this, why? So he selected, he made selection and took the best and went to hit it. What happened was that in their next battle with a very small nation, very small nation, they beat Joshua and his team. So Joshua was like, God, what happened? Ah, from my forefathers, look at the kinds of battles we won. This one, this is a disgrace to you. He said, no, you have won in the team. Who troubles you? It's called Achan. So they called Achan. He said, my son, Joshua said, I beg you, what happened? He can say, I saw the thing. My eyes. My hands say, take them. Take them. Take them. May I take them? Aiken is ready to sacrifice the team. For their personal goals. Yeah. Their personal goals. They are ready. They are filled with covetousness. You see them also here. Gehazi. Elisha's team. Gehazi. Second Kings 5. 20 to 24. Elisha healed a man. You all know him. You know him. What's his name? Naaman. Good. So Elisha healed Naaman. And Naaman was very proud and felt that Elisha will fall for material things. Now, <laughs> so, and Elisha wanted him to know that it is not your material things. I have what is better. We sang the song, And it's not a fluke, it's a fact. So <laughs> the guy was boasting <laughs> and felt that it was because of his things. When he was told, giving instructions as to what to do, he was also telling them there are better rivers in my city. Better rivers in your city with quarter. 
have Patatu, you are talking about better rivers. All right. And you know what um, um, leprosy represents? Insensitivity to the Spirit of God. There's a disconnection between you and God. You know? Yes, leprosy, somebody can put you in fire, cry, you don't feel you are in fire. Oh, yes. You're insensitive. Your body cells are dead. So it, it speaks to a spiritually dead person as a typification. So there's no way a spiritually dead person who has everything cannot compare themselves to the poorest born-again believer. It's not possible. It's not. So he was told what to do. A little girl, the Jewish girl who introduced, told him, Master, if the man has told you to do all of this power, you would have done them. So please, this one is simple. Just put yourself in the river. He said seven times. That's all. Do it. And when he did it, his flesh became like a baby. And was healed. You know. So when he brought his things, Elisha said, your things. Take your things with you. I don't want them. <laughs> I'm good. I just want you to know that what I have is worth more than anything you have. Take your thing. The moment the master left, team member, striker, Geazi, HRNI, <laughs> he started shaking his leg. We have to score today. <laughs> We kind of coach who see goals and say, don't score, go. Keep an old day pole inside. We no go score. Today we go score. So he went and said, my master said, he didn't even say it is me. Master, my master, I know they want to, but me, I want. Oh, I'm sure he would have been fine even with that. And he says, my master has changed his mind. <sighs> May you never be Gehazi. Yeah. What Gehazi did, he compromised the very pivotal principle of the team. It's like the doctrine the message of the team. What the team holds dear. He has he didn't care. That Christ is better than anything. Christ is worth more than gold. We have to be careful. Don't be. Don't be. It comes out of greediness. They are insatiable. They collect money behind your back. They, there are people they ask for. We, when we say we are giving envelopes, oh, let people, I, it's one of the reasons I stop. 
They will take the envelopes. The envelopes don't come. When you ask them, oh, they didn't give. So you took 10 envelopes, nobody gave. How? Nobody gave. And nobody gave 10 CDs. Geazi. Don't do that. And do you know that he betrayed his master? It's as if his master doesn't take good care of him. I've always told you, listen to me, the Lord will take good care of you. Yeah. Don't portray the Lord as if he can't take good care of you. You are advertising and marketing the team in a very terrible way. When you are a believer and you are always complaining to unbelievers, and I don't have money, and every time you are complaining, it's a Gehazi spirit. But why would they come to a God whose child is always memory and complaining? Why? What, did they, what are they coming to do? What are they coming to do? Our hearts are always full of thanksgiving. Because we know our God will supply. Yes, in thick and in thin. Absalom. Absalom. You've heard his name. Second Samuel 15, 1-6. And after this it happened that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. Now Absalom would rise early and stand beside the way to the gate. He would rise early. Strategic. And he will stand beside the way to the king's gate. Are you hearing me? So it was, whenever anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision, that Absalom would call to him and say, what city are you from? And, and he would say, look at how he was, your servant. Is from such and such a tribe of Israel. Then Absalom will say to him, Look, your case is good and right, but there's no deputy of the king to hear you. Moreover, Absalom will say, Oh, That I will judge. Oh, in this land. And everyone who has any lawsuit or cause would come to me. Then I will give him justice. The king, he's busy. He doesn't have time for you. There's no even deputy to hear you. 
If I was the king, oh my word, I will give you justice. I'll always be there for you. I always hear you out. I know you people have a lot of problems, but it's so pitiful. There's nobody to hear you. He's a politician. I think they should be learning from Absalom. <laughs> He's doing a good job with that one. <sighs> wow. And so it was, whenever anyone came near to bow down to him, that he would put out his hand, take him and kiss him. In this manner, Absalom acted toward all Israel who came to the king for judgment. Look at the last word. Everybody go. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. It does happen a lot. I don't know why in this world, I always talk when I'm talking to ladies, I tell them, ladies, they like people who talk a lot. Why? People who have a lot of raps. Um, they will promise you the whole world. Listen, when a man truly loves you, they don't talk plenty. They do plenty. True love is action. True love is not talk talk. I'm giving you free advice. I said true love is not what? Talk talk. Let the doing talk. That's Absalom. Our raps. Give them raps. Stole their hearts from the king. Don't ever be the one to usurp authority. That's what Absalom did. He just usurped authority. He found an intelligent way to discredit the king and make the king look bad in the eyes of the people. He's not fit to govern them. He's the one fit. That's Absalom. When I'm saying it's an Absalom spirit, I'm not saying that there's a demonic spirit called Absalom. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, please. It's an attitude. It's a mentality. That's what I'm saying. It's a mentality. All right. Don't be Absalom. Are you here with me? Okay. Do you know that Absalom could have inherited his father? But he's impatient. So they are impatiently ambitious. They are impatiently ambitious. 
Now, you can see that all of these people are people who are close to the leaders. Can you see that? Okay. The spirit of Absalom detests the rising profile of the leader. Yeah. They detest it. They secretly position themselves to hijack and cut off those who believe in the leader. To win them over by saying they are better than you. They say all things about you as being unfair, insensitive, wicked, incompetent, and whatsoever. We'll end here for today. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.